Livingston, Pete Livingston, and Sam Los Livingston Brothers. <coughs> the snap peas, snap peas have gone bad. Don't taste the beer. The beer's gone bad. This is this the is. Beer's gone bad. I mean, guys, you know the continue show, right? The continue show. No, but uh, I know the Los Livingston Brothers show. Show number 174. 174. It is 8 p.m. on the dot. Bing. Uh, I am Peter Livingston. Oh, we're on. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, we are on. Sam's not, okay, even, Sam's not, even, Sam's, Sam's not even drunk yet. And um, Sam is actually, he's lounging on the couch right now. He's eating actually a pretty darn good burrito. Uh, he gave me the end of a... Uh, Another one, uh, great, great burrito. We tried to eat some snap peas. Um, Tim and I will be doing a Los Livingston Brothers weight loss challenge. And uh, I, I, I just fed us snap peas. If I throw up, it's on you. Which may be covered in Ebola. So, here you go. Put that in there. Millie, you can't even have sense. these. Yeah. Millie, you can't even have these. Yeah, Millie would not... Millie would turn those away. It's November 8th in the year of our Lord. That's right. Um, welcome. We appreciate you being here. Um, we're fresh off the Warriors victory. I mean, we, first off, we have so many awesome sports things to talk about that aren't football that I can't even begin. Like, this is the best. It's It's, it's been a while, and I'm actually, now that I think about it, I'm kind of glad that we did wait a little bit to do this show because as soon as the World Series ended, yeah. I was just like fired up, like let's do uh, let's do this uh, show. Uh, like tonight, we tried to do it on that Saturday, but then it didn't work out. You know, no. Miss Livingston wife was just like, you know what, not having it, not having people over today. Um, but today we went out. I took her shopping. I bought her a plethora of things so that she could not say no to anything. So we're doing a show. Tonight. Plus she's cool. Plus yeah. she's having the girls' night out. Yeah, so which, now, which has nothing to do with it. It's because I'm so filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, right. You need a mustache. By the way, Sam's on November. Are you? I'm on November. Sam, the are you? Fuck, are you? You're, you're. You are not on November. Okay, first off, this I can't grow this, so I'm doing the grow mm-hmm. challenge, not the mustache challenge. I. There, I. Think that the mo in November is for mustache, not for m- mo eared. What? No, Tim. I have to mustache. Mow, I have to mow my face to begin November. This, ha- Tim, the the neck beard has to go. Okay, we're the, not doing another show on neck beards. Sam, you the can't. neck beard. If you're doing November, the neck beard is gone. You guys. Not all of us are Tyler Nethaway. Okay. Doesn't matter, Tim. I can't. Then I, you are not doing November. Fine, then I'm growing a fucking beard during November and call it whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck your communist fucking, oh, this is what it is, this is what it's not. I don't give a fuck. I actually just need a freaking Gillette trimmer for my beard, so I'm kind of... For manscaping? Manscaping. Yeah, manscaping. I keep oh, that shit on my neck. Okay. I need that going. Alright. Yeah. I get that pro-life thing, I think. Ooh, nice. All this for his neck. Mm. I need to get my neck trimmed up. But anyway. Yes. I I think that if you do November, it has to go mustache. Uh, whatever. 
Whatever, man. I, I, I already knew. I always thought it was beard growing. I know people grow beards. If it's mustache Tim, in November. there's only one time you grow a beard. Do you know when that is? Playoffs. Yes. Thank Hockey you. Hockey playoffs. Thank you. San Jose, no. I remember when I grew my beard. You shave. Tim, I want you to, after, tomorrow. I can't. Before the birthday. It's so bad. You're shaving this. No. Shave. You're shaving this. Get clean cut. Even out the eyebrows. I have a professional wrestling show to do on Friday. I'm not going to be that creepy broadcast with the mustache. No, I'm just saying. Just get rid of it. Just shave it. Clean yourself up. Sam's been doing the creepy neck beard for a good part of a year now, so. Yeah. But it looks good. It looks good. It's got a weird patchiness, like close to the jaw. Us Livingstons, we don't do. We are. The only guy who's ever good at growing facial hair is our grandpa and Uncle Mike. Yeah, Mike's got Uncle Mike and has Bob. Uncle Uncle Bob too, but Uncle Mike has a mustache that to this day is. I mean, there was a time where I thought he was Tom Selleck. I mean, I'm not lying when I say I looked at Uncle Mike. I was like, that that dude's Tom Selleck. Yes. I was like, my uncle's Tom Selleck. My uncle is Tom Selleck. Mr. Baseball is my uncle. Yes. Magnum P.I. We like to call him Mr. Baseball first because that is the superior work of, of ours. It's an amazing, amazing movie. Very awesome because it is actually like very Japanese. Oh, it's insanely as, Japanese. As it's very to, Kung Fu movie as, as opposed to like Mr. 3000 in Japan. Is that where the Mr. 3000 took place? Was in Japan? No. I was just saying like... Oh. Like Mister Three Thousand was a really weirdly shot baseball movie. I didn't. I actually didn't see that one. R.I.P. Bernie it, Mac. It was Bernie Mac. Oh, yeah. But whatever. Uh, Mister Baseball is tremendous. Like no. Little Big League, The Sandlot, Mister Baseball. Interesting. I will say. You know what I found out? I've been doing some voiceover stuff for my documentary. Um, Millie has just entered the studio. Wow. Thank you, Millie. Special Ooh. guest, Millie. Uh, just can't get enough, can't get enough of this place. What? So yeah, my my speaking and enunciation is horrible. Yes, I'm not good at, and I'm I'm a broadcaster. I've been doing this for ten years, and I tend to not do well sometimes with my enunciation. I'm a very lazy speaker. Lazy. I I'm no like very lazy. Like I don't like open my mouth. I don't work my tongue mumble. properly. I mumble a lot. I'm a notorious mumbler. Mumbler. And hearing my playback without the first take that I did was just atrocious. So I am not a radio-friendly personality. So for all everybody listening, I'm sorry. Sorry it took you 174 shows for you to realize. Uh, <laughs> and I probably should not talk as much as I do on the show. It should probably just be Tim. It should just be the Tim and, and show. The in the in the dryer, my dryer's in going the dryer. in the studio right now, so I apologize for that. It's about ten minutes left on. Sam's it. in the Burt Reynolds pose with <laughs> with Millie in the position where the hat would be. Exactly, covering the the dong. When I'm saying Sam's naked, Sam is not naked, and he's but he's not wearing pants. But he's not wearing pants. Yeah, it's because he's wearing shorts. <laughs> the look he just gave me. Um. But here we are, we are, we are in the, the studio, surrounded by magic cards. And no, this is the Burt Reynolds 
<laughs> Millie Spread Eagle. Shameless. It's just like, this is me. Come at me. Yeah. Come get some. Come get some, Millie. That's not fair because you're in heat and we're not, and it doesn't matter. Like we can't do that. <laughs> so Plus, I, I think, and and I think it's been about a week and a half or two weeks it has been. since we did our last show. Mm, yeah, I, th- I think October twenty fourth so. was our last show. And uh, needless to say, shit has happened. <laughs> without a doubt, stuff has happened. I think that there is only one place to start. In one place only, and that is a World Series of 2014. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I know think now that start. we have time, we have had time to digest what occurred uh-huh. over those seven games. Which I must say, that was an amazing game seven. I thought that was that yeah. was like borderline movie type stuff. Game seven, which yeah. I think the last one was Diamondbacks Yankees. Yeah. Well, no, there was a um, no Marlins. No, there was the 2004. No, that did not go seven. What went seven? It had to be Yankees, and or no Yankees Marlins didn't go seven. That was six. It was. It wasn't Rays and Phillies. Are you sure that it wasn't? You can look that up. Or not. No, don't. Well, anyway. San Francisco Giants, 2014 World Series champion. Yeah. Timmy, I I just want your overall, your your thoughts. Just go with it. The series, the performances. Um... First off, pay that fucking fat panda, please. Yeah. What are you thinking? Geez. We've we've talked. I um, almost want to go back I heard to our show. I heard six one eighteen. Someone proposed. I was gonna say five at 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 a hundred flat. But so here's here's what's interesting. So today, Hanley Ramirez said, or was it yesterday? I can't remember. If it was yesterday or today? Friday or Saturday? That Hanley Ramirez said he doesn't necessarily have to play shortstop. Because that was one of the demands that he made when he came out of in free agency. He's like, he wants to play shortstop. But he, he can't play shortstop anymore, Hanley. You're horrible at shortstop. And so now that he's said that, you're sliding him in with the third baseman. And now you're looking at Hanley. And now you're looking at Pablo. And you're like, hmm. And very interesting. And Pablo has said he wants six years. I say, if you can go 6-108, you're doing a good job. You're paying for 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, and 34. That's his age. And I personally, I don't give a flying fuck if he's not as good at third base at 33 and 34. Because... They did it with Rich Aurelia. Because you can play, you can play third base better. So here's the thing. The question is, obviously, Posey is catching... How long can he catch before he moves over oh, to first that's something base? I wanted to talk about like crazy. Right. But that is – we will come back yeah. to that. Remind but me when you're done with your point. If I cannot remember – I will print it up we because – it, go it, back it, to Posey. All works and so my thing is, well, Posey, if Panda can't play third base, he's going to have to play first base at some point because that's the only other place he can go. But I really – I think that at this point – 
if you're thinking that Posey has to move from behind the dish and play first this early, you're 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 kind of setting yourself up for failure because you have a guy who's a productive first baseman. And so you don't talk about Posey going to first base. You only talk to him going to first base when it's a necessity, when he needs to move to first base. Joe Maurer moved to first base because he couldn't, with his back, catch anymore. Mm-hmm. Posey's not shown that. He's shown he can catch 140 games. And so have him catch. Have Brandon Belt at first. And that's how that's going to go. And so with Pablo... I understand the Giants are like, you, we really would not like to go that length. But one thing that could happen is now that now that Hanley Ramirez is on the market and people think Hanley Ramirez is a better player than Pablo Sandoval, if Hanley gets 5 for 100, all of a sudden you're looking at Pablo Sandoval and you're like, do you really give Pablo 5 for 100? And then that becomes a question of, well, maybe if you can get him at six for a hundred, right? Because he wants that sixth year. If the Giants can do that, instead, why this sixth year? They want so baseball wants guaranteed. Baseball's guaranteed contract. So the reason why they want as many years as they can. Average, well, of course, but average, why six? Because because he feels like he can get six in this in this market, and okay. he, can. he can. Yeah, sure. So, um, I think he'll be fine. I think the Giants will sign him. I think nice. he'll. I think he'll remain a Giant. Um, I'm feeling too. He'll meet with the Red Sox next week. Red Sox are doing their due diligence. The Cubs are meeting with Russell Martin this week. He's going to meet with a couple of other clubs. I'm. I'm not threatening it because Pablo wanted to take his time in free agency. He wanted to see Which what is was fine. There. I think that's Good. fair. I but, think people that are freaking out and. Well, because calling it's foul, people are always calling uncertainty. Well, here's what here's why they're calling foul is because at the beginning of the year he wanted the Hunter Pence contract. The Giants were like, "Nah, we can offer you four at sixty. We don't want to offer you five at ninety. And then Pablo went and did what he did. All of a sudden, five at ninety for him looks like a fucking bargain. And so this is what was funny was that they trusted Hunter Pence, they didn't trust Pablo. And so now Pablo's like, hi, I just set the record for most hits in a single postseason in Major League history. Mm-hmm. Hanging that. It's like, look, I wanted 590 at the beginning of the year, but maybe you can give me six at 105. Right? I think giving him a hundred I think giving him a hundred million dollars to me that's like the sweet spot. Right. It feels like it. It's like I okay, so, six for a hundred million? I would yeah. take that. So you so it's not Tim Lincecum demanding right. two hundred million. Eight you have a third baseman that yeah. fills a huge hole that you can't really fill anywhere else. No, Chase in Major League Baseball. You can you can talk yourself into Chase Headley, but he's not going to age. He's in that kind of age gracefully. No, there's nobody. Pablo, there's Pablo's names. not going to age gracefully, but he's a better player than Chase Headley. Yeah, he's younger. Yeah, you know, there's there's you could argue that there are better. Names that maybe of, were of pedigree maybe eight years ago, you know, five years ago maybe. Yeah, but I think I, I think if you're the Giants, you say, "Oh, we need this guy, so sign him." And yeah. I think this will happen. Um, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. I think they will. I think I think a hundred million dollars will be. But as far as the actual World Series, since we went off and already did our Pablo Sandoval thing, um, so you're saying uh, Tim Livingston pay the fat man six years stamp of approval. It's going to happen. Six years, hundred five million dollars. If it's not 105, they'll go 108. 
If, but I think in six years. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. And I retract that. Go to five for a hundred. If Hanley Ramirez signs somewhere and gets six years. Okay. Um, but for the actual World Series, um, I was fucking. I was just you know so I I went to Game Four in the Cove. You did, and um, and he wrote an article. Wrote an article about it for the outside corner. You can check it out. Um, and it was tremendous. And. Um, when they won that game and tied it up and you knew Bumgarner was going in game five, you're just sitting there like, oh shit, yeah, here we go. You you knew you were going back to game six in, in Kansas City up 3-2. But here's the thing. What he did in game five was, for, first of all, it was downright filthy. Then, when you knew he was there for game seven, and you're just like, so when do you bring him in? And Huddy goes out and he shits the bed. And you go to horrible, and, and you go to Affelt, and you're like, yes. And Affelt was tremendous. Two and a third, shut down, scoreless innings. The Joe Panic double play. Holy shit, I still can't believe they turned that. Um, and then you're sitting there like, and everybody, like I was with Harrison and a bunch of his buddies. And we were all like, so when do you go to Bumgarner? When do you go to Bumgarner? And, uh, and everybody's saying, well, why didn't you start him? Why didn't you start him? Because then he couldn't have done what he did. And when you saw him go out there in the fifth and they had the lead, you're just like, if they if they hit him, then you tip your cap and you say, congratulations, you beat our best. Yeah. But he did what he did, and holy <clears throat> shit. I, I, I'm, I, 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 the Jason Stark asked the question yesterday or the day before, who do you want? Do you want Madison Bumgarner or do you want Clayton Kershaw? Let's not even ter- talk about money. I know that goes into it from a statistical standpoint. I want Madison Bumgarner 10 days out of 10. And I, I I swear to God, I know Clayton Kershaw has the better stuff. I know he has got the pedigree. He's got the Cy Youngs. He's going to have an MVP possibly this year. But when he's been in the postseason, the Cardinals have eaten him alive to the point where you don't even, like, you can't even begin to think, how is this guy as great as he is? And I know he doesn't just beat up on the bad teams in the regular season because he's had great starts against very good teams in the he regular season. He owns the season. Giants. Yeah. He's got a less than one ERA against the to Giants. To be fair, his last game against the Cardinals, that was... It was a one-pitch mistake. It was and that's understandable. But at the same time, Madison Bumgarner had plenty of chances to make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't make them. He gave up a. F- he gave up one run in the World Series in a seven nothing game. It was a solo homer. Well, we're just talking about the postseason. Yeah, in the postseason, he made one mistake against the Nationals yeah. that came back to bite him in the ass. Just a little bit. Otherwise, those that's two mistakes. When when Ker- oh, Kershaw was making his mistakes, they were huge. They were game enders, yes. right? Um, and I think that. While Dodger fans will be quick to say it's you know it's one game, one game it's like look, game seven of the NLCS 2013, he goes out there and he shits the bed. Game one on rest against the Cardinals, six innings, he shits the bed in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Bumgarner has thrown as many innings as, as as Kershaw has. He's been a horse. What does he do? He goes out there. And in his 266 to 270th innings, he looks as dominant, if not even more dominant, than the shutout he had three days before. Has to be more impressive. That's way more impressive. And so, 
Bumgarner's 25. He doesn't have the innings that Kershaw has. Will he get there? Sure. Of course. But, but, there is something for the way that Kershaw pitches and the fact that his stuff overpowers you. Even if Bumgarner is missing his spots, like he didn't, remember the first, in the fifth inning, he wasn't finding his spots yet. And then as soon as he found it, he was untouchable the rest of the night. Kershaw, when he misses, it's bad. And we've seen bad Bumgarner. We saw Bumgarner at his worst. Happy birthday to me. But. That was like two years ago. But, that's what I'm saying. He had that against the Twins in June. Kershaw's done that three times against the Cardinals in October. Bumgarner has lost one time on an error of his doing in the postseason. Otherwise, he has been so fucking good. Like how good? Like um Warren Feel free to have like, one of those things. Like Warren Spawn or oh. Sandy Koufax. <clears throat> Better. Suck it. No shit. Like put him up against him. And I I I can't even like begin to tell you just how impressive that is. Because for stats guys, the one thing is that you're trying to put that up against, you know, regular season performance because that's where you get the majority of how great people are. It's regular season performance. And you have guys who are great in October, but they're not necessarily quote unquote great players. But man alive. What Madison Bumgarner did and has done now for three World Series runs. Yeah. Um, it's pretty undeniable. It's Yeah. And here's and this is a great part. So earlier this year, ESPN did a list of the top 60 players in baseball. Yes. Madison Bumgarner was not on that list. Mm. He will be. If you did that list over again and he wasn't in the top 10, <clears throat> I'd question what your, what your thinking is right now. Well, I question what their metric was right. to evaluate. I don't know them. what it is, but it's like how many jerseys have these right. guys sold? But so you think so? Think about the top pitchers in baseball. If it's Felix Hernandez, Chris Sale, Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright, and and Madison Bumgarner, just the top five off the top of my head, is the can if Kershaw? Now, here's the question. Is Bumgarner better than Sale or Hernandez? And I say yes. Because even though Hernandez has this huge track record, part of that is the team he's played on. And I, and I, I think you can also say the opportunities he's been given, he has performed well. He's got a perfect game to his record, and he was tremendous. But I, I don't see how right now... Well, this is an, it's an With, interesting argument that that Bumgarner's not the best, and it was it was it was something that I. Why do you? Why is Bumgarner? Bumgarner obviously does not have the better regular season. But and, and the reason I say what's that, his ERA like four? It was it was under three. It was a two eight two eight seven this year. Well, I mean, like it? lifetime. Oh, like yeah, three two three three something which is, like that. It's not that it's great. Pedestrian borderline. Well, well I like, mean, not not like Hernandez, which is sub three or yeah. sailing. My, or Kershaw. Or Kershaw. But my point is that the games after the 162 that all things are measured by, those are the games that matter most. Of course. Those are those and, are the games you, that, that make you, like, that's uh, how you become a legend. Right. And you need... 
That's how you have staying power. Yeah, and you need, and you know what? You need a good team around you to get you there. And the Giants have put a team together that has gotten him there. And then you have to perform well in those three weeks. There's luck involved. There's all kinds of shit that's involved. But it's a pressure situation. Uh, I still don't know know about luck. You know? I find it so hard. Like, people... Say all the time they would, you know, the pass balls and stuff. They say, "Oh, they're so lucky, they're so lucky." No, that is that's not an act of luck. Yeah, but that is the furthest thing right. of an act of right. luck. Right, it was them putting pressure on yeah. the pitcher, and on the catcher. They had to make these. They, th- what they always, the the best phrasing is the Giants always put the they put the wheels in motion, yeah. so to speak. They, you know, always. Quote, I'm making air quotes, right. put the ball in play. Right. Always put pressure on the opponents. And so it's not it's not a, a measurement of luck whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's a testament to how mentally and fundamentally yeah. and physically sound right. the Giants are. And Just absolutely superior because the little things, you can just see the Giants are so much better at doing the little things. Right. As simple as throwing... A pitch out, yeah. or you know, not spiking a curveball right. off home plate, and you getting know. by and letting Matt Duffy score. And, and, and it, it, it's that is not luck. No. I always say well, luck is yeah. luck is winning the lottery. But, but that's what, not luck. But what you, my point is that you, the whole thing is that in in, in the sense <laughs> of stats, guys, in, in the three week period that is the playoffs, anything can happen, and that's true. Well, but, I know what you mean. Like somebody can get hot. But at the same time, that's not a that's not how this game is played. Let's put that out there. As much as stats guys wish the season ended after 162 games, because that's how you can measure something, you could play it after a thousand games. You could do five se- five year long seasons and cap it and say, oh, you know, this is your winner. Whatever It's 162 games. That's what you're measuring for that type of performance. But I'm sorry. You want to get into the World Series. You're playing for a championship. Mm-hmm. You're playing for a title. It is a tournament. Sanzi and burrito is delicious. Sorry. But I don't care about what you did in the previous 162. You can. Because it is a different ball game. And you try to find things within a three-week spectrum that you just cannot find by any measurable in a five-month season. You just can't. I understand people want to do that. That's what they want to do more than anything is they just want to be a team that is as good in the postseason as they are in the regular seasons. Like, this matches up. You can't do it. In the postseason, the Giants have the shit. They have a competent manager. They have coaches that are very good with their players. They have players that are receptive to those managers and coaches. And they have talent that understands when it is a high-pressure, high-leverage situation, some of them don't mind it. Pence, Pablo, Posey, Bumgarner. They don't give don't a fuck. Don't forget about the new guy. Yeah, the new guy. Panic doesn't give a fuck. Don't forget about the new guy. No guy. I mean, and that is, and that's a truth. You don't, think about this. I want you 
to none of there's so many, any fuss. We may spend the entire episode just talking about the Giants yeah. because everything when you try to wrap your mind around everything right. that's so insane. We may have to do a second show yeah, where we can care. work we'll in put them both out where there. we can work in video games. We want content. And magic we cards want content. In our idea we are providing for the, content to the people. In our idea for the ten dollar cube. Uh, and maybe even talk a little bit of drafting, which Sam is doing. Um, uh, but but wrap your brain around this. The luxury that the Giants can have for the next, we'll just say, five or six years. Yeah. Is an entire, entire infield. Yeah, that's Under home, 30. That's homegrown. Under 30. Under 30. For the like, you could say the average age is probably like 23, 24. twenty three, twenty four, twenty six. Pablo twenty eight, Crawford will be twenty eight, Panic twenty three, Belt twenty five. So about twenty six. Okay, that's fucking and Posey, Posey twenty seven. Well, that's what I mean. So this is so that's ridiculous. So think about that's fucking that. ridiculous. You will have your infield, right? I mean, middle infielders, mm-hmm. your corners, right. Uh, you're also blessed with the fact that you have what seems to be a competent power hitting backup catcher. Yeah, well, so possibly. Well, here's you mean what Susak you're talking yes. about? Yeah, Susak. Here's the thing: Hector Sanchez is now fallen in the eyes of the front office, and it's because with his concussions, he's put on weight, and his bat doesn't carry first base. And really, he needed to be. He wasn't even that great of a catcher. He was working to improve. Well, now who's carrying who? So now you who, have Susan. Well, here's the other blessing: is that you have the potential for whatever reason. You have Travis Ishikawa back, right. who very much played himself into the regular season. Yeah. You know, potent- I mean, he still has to come back next year yeah. and show that he's no, still I mean, playing at that same caliber. Do you want him as a lefty power bat off the bench who can play mm-hmm. left field in a pinch if you need or, him? Or, or, or even first it. base? Or even if a belt needs a day off? Exactly. Why the fuck not would you? I would totally sign him for a year. Right. He goes into arbitration. They're saying he makes like $800,000. Offer him $800,000. He just, he just gave you the second most famous home run in the history of the fucking franchise. And I, and I think that... You know, I Wait, think. I'm sorry, well, Travis Ishikawa. Yeah, that you know? was so sad. I know, wasn't that? That was and amazing. Like, and it's like I, I feel like, yeah, he, did. he <laughs> shit. He shit over two balls. Remember, he had, he had a grand slam against the Nationals takeaway by Mother Nature, right? But but that's the thing is like the Giants have easier decisions to make than people think, and I think what's going to happen is so in the off season, the question becomes if <clears> if. If Hanley signs first, then that sets the market. Pablo signing first doesn't necessarily set the market, but the Giants would love it if Hanley gets a huge contract, takes it, and then they're saying, okay, Hanley got this, we can give you this. All right. The Red Sox are going to be very forthright in what they see for Pablo. They're going to say, look, we know you like playing under the bright lights. Boston is the second biggest media market uh, in you know as far as as far as coverage goes in baseball behind the Yankees. Yes, the Dodgers are in the you know L.A., but their media market for baseball is horrible. Let's not forget that half the people in L.A. can't even watch the Dodgers because of the Dodgers contract with Time Warner. All right, it's that bad. And so the 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 Red Sox with Nesson are going to be like, yo, 
we have it. It's the freaking Red Sox. When Poppy goes out, we can shift you to DH. We can put you at first base even if you need to. And that's what they'll say. It's like that is something that we see for you. And and they're gonna be guys, they're gonna be all over Pablo. But Pablo has won three rings. The Giants don't look like a team that won't be going after another ring anytime soon. Like you said, they have a very young, very good, all homegrown infield. Yeah, on paper, it, all right. things point to an, right. at some time in the future yeah. competing yeah. for another World right. Series. And so, um, Pablo said he wants to stay. Well, here's the other but thing: the money needs to be right for him. Like. What other organization, who would have been able to stick through the ups and downs? Right. And that's the thing with the Red Sox. Of a Pablo Sandoval. With the Red Sox being as magnified as they are, that is the argument. It's like, are you going to get that type of treatment from the Red Sox media, from the fans? No, dude. We're laid back. We have our arguments. You and I have had our arguments. But at the end of the day, we just want to see a good product. And this is the other thing too. Like, the Giants don't sign Pablo, then they miss. Then they won't sign Hanley Ramirez. The only other guy they can go after is Chase Headley. But I think Chase Headley is going to sign quick because he knows if he waits for Hanley or Pablo to go, then all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, so this is how much Chase Headley is worth." If the Yankees or the Red Sox, well, the Yankees, if the Yankees can sign Headley. Three years, forty million, or three years, thirty-six million, whatever it ends up being. All, all of a sudden, then the Giants will be like, "Okay, we need to bring Pablo back because you're not going to stick Matt Duffy or Joaquin Arias for 150 games over third base." Gotcha. And so that's the thing. The, the Red Sox, the Red too. Sox have Garen Chichini, who is a pretty good third base prospect, and. While Pablo would be terrific for, for them to have, and then they can turn Chichini or Will Middlebrooks into trade bait if Middlebrooks ever becomes a competent major league player again, the Giants are in a situation where if they miss out on Pablo, then all of a sudden they don't have a third baseman. And I'll tell you what, I would much rather say that you overpaid for a guy who you can put at third base and he'll sell you merchandise, he'll bring fans out to the stadium. And on top of that, even if you don't recoup money on the field, he is going to be such a good part of your organization that he's worth the money you're paying. 100 pence? When they signed that deal, people thought he was crazy. And then they saw the Jacoby Ellsbury signing and and, and uh, I can't remember what the other big... Oh, the Shinshu Chu signing. That's worked out great, right? 100 pence is now way underpaid. Well, Way underpaid. Chu had a good year, though. You can't say that he didn't, he, have, he didn't have a great year. He was an on-base machine who had like a 340 on-base percentage and didn't have to pop. And so for me, <clears> when, <throat> when so what he bat though, like 260, 270, oh, no, he wasn't that. Great. I thought he was yeah. like a 300. <clears throat> he was at one point, not anymore. But like, but Pence is like so. Not only is he a good player, but he brings in money from you know, from, from fan bases. He's like the most well-loved giant now, even more than Buster Posey in some aspects. And he loves this team. Like he's going to retire as a giant, and that's and that's no. pretty cool. No, he will. He he knows he's got his two rings, man. He knows he can settle here if that's the end of it. And, but it's like that's the thing. I, I don't see. I don't foresee a situation 
where Sabian and the rest of the team all of a sudden sits there and just lets Pablo go. Because if they do, that means they have the the guy who's going to come in and replace him like already sewn up. And that's either by trade, which they don't have many trade assets for, or it's going to be by signing another free agent, which means you're going to sign Hanley Ramirez for more money than Pablo got. And, that, and that's the thing. is like, there's so many ways that this can go down, but if Hanley signs first and sets the market, then you can go back to Pablo, and Pablo can say, well, the Red Sox offered me this, and then you can match what the Red Sox gave him, mm-hmm. and then you'll be fine. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I think it's going to be okay. I think Pablo's going to be a giant, so... I don't think that I don't I don't see you know then again you never know but oh yeah dude no fucking clue man it's just like I I would like to think that the Red Sox wouldn't be stupid and say we'll give you like well but like I said the the Red Sox do offer first base and a DH and so technically they can't go overboard but um what if they're like one fifty. Do you see them going yeah. to like like you seven mean Carl years? Crawford? You mean going Carl Crawford on him? Ah, fuck, man! Like they'll be like, "Hey, we will give if, you seven years, one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty no, like, million dollars." If they do that, it's then that's that's on Paulo. And I, I here's the thing: if that happens, then the Giants, I, I I can't see that happening. I can't see the Red Sox. There's saying no salary that. cap. There's not no paying. salary cap. And I know they have revenue coming in. They're always going to have it. But that's like the fear. That's like that Pablo's going to get that get massively overpaid. Right. Because everybody else knows that there's no but, third baseman out there. Yeah. And that's the thing. So now you're you're stuck. You have to get Headley. Although the Yankees want Headley back because they're not going to sit out. You know, they're going to have Alex Rodriguez play third base one this year. Of course. So um, I just I think that unless the Red Sox decide to do that, and I don't see why they would when they need starting pitching and yeah. they need it bad. Um, they can spend the money, but I don't, especially with the way that that uh, that Ben Lindbergh in his office is uh, is set up. Um, not Lindbergh, whatever the guy's first name, Ben uh, Charrington. Lindbergh's the writer who's awesome for baseball perspectives. <laughs> um, Charrington's front office, if if they really go that route. Then they're gonna really be banking on their pitching coming up being great, which you can't really bank on. Uh, or they're gonna have something in mind where they feel they they can move him to first base and and not worry about it. I, I just don't see that happening. So, but if it does, at the same time, I won't be surprised. <laughs> so, and now I'm scared. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But it, it's, it's what. It's true though. That's, I mean, that's that's the yeah, reality. Is that you're not gonna the, the Giants. Knee, I'm worried about the knee jerk reactions from essentially. You just call them the big two. I don't think. I don't think that. I think the Dodgers have spent enough, and I think they're a little weary. On yeah. I don't think they're just going to start just flashing well, I mean, with, ungodly amounts. I mean, but you know who will, right. and that's the Yankees and the Red Sox, yeah. and. You know, I, that's the big thing. I'm, I'm worried about the knee jerk. You know, just some ungodly 150, 160, some. And and that's and that is kind of like the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Every, like how the Nationals signed Jason Worth seven years, 126 million dollars. And you're just like, 
What? You know what, though? Dude had a good year this year. He did have a good year. Good he had him. a good postseason. No, actually, he didn't have he a good postseason. He didn't post have season. a good postseason. He was like two for 30 Some, yeah, or something. Or whatever. But that's my, my thing with the um, with the Red Sox is they kind of have that. That's like the nuclear option. Like, what if we offer you seven at 130? Well, that... And then Pablo's like, well, fuck. And then he comes back and Sabian's just like... But this is the other argument. And I'll make this too. Um, who has the longest sellout streak in baseball? The Giants. Who now has three years of playoff you know, revenue? I question... So, selling... No, Selling no. out games means it's not it's sold tickets. The Giants exactly. have always done sold tickets. Okay. okay. And that's and that's how Because I've been the game how, like it's a sellout crowd. Yeah. I'm like, there's fucking no. three thousand empty seats. No, but that's there. the truth. It's like a baseball by <laughs> by by true they go by sold tickets. Yeah. The Giants sell out and that they're true sellouts. And they have that streak, they've had it, and they will continue to have it. There's no end in sight, literally, for how long that streak could go. Of course. Um and there is something to be said that now you have three years of postseason, World Series, merchandise revenue. You have a revitalized fan base that continues to pump money into the organization and has allowed you to have rising. I think they've risen from the year before they went to the World Series. I think they were like 85 or $90 million in, in, uh, uh, in team in team salaries. I think they got up to 135 or 140 this year, 141, I think that was the number. You've then been able to do that in um, five years. In five years. Plus, you have an incredible TV deal. TV revenue is, as, is literally just skyrocketing right now. The money is there. And I know that this team, that's my, my argument, is this team will do everything they can to keep them here. And I think that's the, and I think that's the truth because they don't have anyone else. And to try and put someone else out there to try and replace Pablo Sandoval is that is a dire circumstance to be. Yeah, in. That'll be so pretty pretty glaring yeah. if they let him go right. and they stick Joaquin Arias at third base. Yeah. Everybody will just be like, who, "You're not kidding anybody right who, now." Give I, me a break. I could have hit as well as Joaquin Arias did against right-handed pitching this year. How good was Bruce Bochy in the oh, in fuck. the playoffs this I, year? I, the one thing, and I don't know if I said this after the 2012, but. Um, I will, I can't question Bochi again, and I can't question Sabian again because that Bochi is now de facto the not only the, he's the best manager in in team history, he is the best manager in baseball bar none. There's no better best baseball manager than him. He is a Hall of Fame manager now. He's one of ten managers to win three World Series titles. Bochi was so good. The way, and it was scary him, good. And not only that, in him and his coaching staff. Ron Wotus, who's the bench coach, and he's up for the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays managerial position now. Because what's his name went to? Because the, uh, Joe Madden went to the Cubs, which is big for the Cubs. That's of huge. Um, Wotus was the guy who works with defensive position. He's the guy who works with the analytics guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. Cause he's oh, a really my God. That play down the left exactly. field line? Exactly. Oh! It's like you just think like that just popped back into my head. Yeah. The position, just everything. Yeah. Wotus is very good about Excuse that my type language. of stuff. No, but it's just like that type of stuff is is right up Wotus's alley. And so one of the things, and, and Bochi knows this probably better than any manager right now, is that he knows who to trust things with and who to 
let guys, certain guys with, like he talked about Hunter Pence. He's, I don't have to do a thing with Hunter Pence. He's the, like the guy who I have, he's the most low, uh, low maintenance player I've ever managed, right? And he knows that with a guy like Ron Wotus, that he can talk to certain guys and be like, if you talk to him about how we want to play certain guys, then you know they're going to buy in. And that, and that literally led to the play you're talking about and why Juan Perez was in left field and not Travis Ishikawa, who was in left field. And Ishikawa talked about it uh, last night or the night before, uh, Thursday night, uh, with, with, um, with Rod, uh, with uh, what's-his-name from uh, KNBR. Rob Brooks? Uh, Ray, Ray Woodson. Oh, Ray Woodson. And basically said that he totally knew that was going to happen. In fact, as soon as he heard it, he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Because he he didn't feel like he could hack it. It was a bigger which electric. I don't think most managers would do. No, and, and at all. And right. And so when that happens, then you have to say, oh, so if we have him up in certain situations, we have to remember we need to put him in certain spots. And that play with Aoki, I mean, as soon as you saw it hit, that was like, a that was a like, game that was like, like that was a double. But then you're like, oh my god! And as soon no, that was that, that would have been. That'd been horrific. That would have been at least a. Tri- I felt like that was a triple with Aoki. That could have been a triple, and that was like with Bumgarner up. And Aoki's the best hitter against lefties for a left-handed hitter in baseball. He like three ninety against him, and you're sitting there like, oh fuck, he, he beat him. Slapped he, that. he just slapped. He's like he beat him, and then you slapped saw it. it down the line. And I remember I was I was trying to live tweet as much as I could of the game, and I was like, that's all Ron Wotus. He's a fucking genius for doing that, and that is what Bochi does. Is that there's delegation involved with managing. And then there's just how you deal player to player. You have to deal well with your pitchers as a manager. He was the guy who, when Bumgarner was playing as well as he was in Game 7, you're just like, you can't take him out. There's no fucking way I'm taking him out of that game. And he talked about it. He's like, you know, we, we talked about how long we want him to go, but you can't, but he's an outlier. If he's pitching as well as he was, you're going to take him out of the game? Hell no. And so he had his contingencies in place. But he also knew the right times to do them. He knew when to took Hudson out in the second. He was like, some managers would let that play out. They're like, I can't go to my guy now. And Yost learned that. Ned Yost learned that throughout the playoffs. He's like, these are my guys in my seventh, eighth, and ninth. I can't wait. I can't go earlier than that with them. Mm-hmm. And he found that out, and it made him a better manager because of it. But Bochi knew he was so far ahead of even that. He's like... I know that I can bring Affeld on, and I know that because he hasn't pitched that much, I can I can pitch him through the third, through the fourth, mm-hmm. and he was pitching so well. And then you're like, you know what? We have the lead. Let's go to Bumgarner and see what happens. Because you know you have Romo, you have Lopez, you have Casilla, you have Lincecum just in case. You had Petit. But then, I don't think that was a Bumgarner to, to just see what happens. No, I no, really feel like... They wanted to see how long they could go with him. Because when you have him out oh, there and oh, you I have got the you. lead, you're just saying, like, so how long can we keep him out there? Well, that, was, then, always, that was always a big question. Yeah. It was, it, it, the question wasn't, is he going to go on? It was, when is he and going to go on? And how long was he going to go And how long? And I was, and I think I was kind of with the general consensus. Everybody was like three, three and a half... Well, I think you know. they said 30 and 50 pitches, and that's, you know, about three or four innings. <laughs> he went 65. <laughs> he went 65. In what? 67, excuse me. Which I we segued into. It did take us, like, 30 minutes. But segue into just 
the absolute I, I like you probably will never with pit with with pitch counts yeah in like I, there, there's a word for it in Japan for pitchers it's like monster or something in Japan yeah, yeah, yeah. and you only earn it like they'll do the high school games and kids will throw like 200, yeah, like 200 yeah, 300 yeah. pitches something like that just yeah. insane yeah. and their arms will be falling off and i just remember just like that's what went through my head I'm like this is what that is yeah like daisuke uh matsuzaka was like the last one in japan yeah you darvish was that but <clears throat> they didn't ever need that or you darvish and, and so that's what they would do they would just throw them and just be like all right you got like doing this tournament and you have three days and 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 you got one to two games a day right and you are going to pitch every inning of every game right and and throw 300 right. 350 pitches and then it was just madison bumgardner I mean, everybody was like, oh, Randy Johnson came out and pitched an inning. That you know, sick. like, they, they, they brought up all these people where they came in for, like, two-thirds of an inning, an inning. And, like, Randy Johnson yeah. was a big one. He came back yeah. and pitched, like, an inning in the third. And then they showed Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. And it's like, he's been in since the and so, freaking and so the, other ar- the other argument is, is him versus Schilling in 01 when Schilling was so fucking untouchable. And he no, was, this is this. It's you know, no, this is something completely different. I, I it's I, it's on such. Yeah. I mean, it's beyond being just like a quote outlier. Yeah. It's beyond it. It tra- it literally transcended the for that evening. Transcended yeah. the game of baseball. Yeah. It was a throwback to like the eighteen hundreds yeah. type. Of, you know, it's no, it it's was, something that you that people have it, gone it an a, entire lifetime and never seen lifetime. Like, first off, there's there's never been a pitcher like this in the history of the World Series. Let's no. not put that out there. His ERA in the World Series is .25. There's always been great That's performances. There's, there's been man. no hitters. I think there was a perfect game, wasn't yeah. there? Don yeah. Larson. Don Larson. Yeah, through a perfect game. Yeah. Which is, those are all amazing. But you just look at the collective work. And, I mean, it give, it literally gives me goosebumps yeah. just thinking about yeah. what he did yeah. and the way he did it. Like, I remember, like... They had the mic on him and stuff, and every pitch he threw, you just heard like this grunt. Yeah, and you just were like, "This dude's fucking going yeah. at, like he's going, he's he going is going after yeah. it." But I mean, twenty. So he he went through twenty one innings in the World oh, Series, just insane. One run, and it was insane. a solo homer to Sal Perez, and then seven innings against Detroit last in two thousand twelve, eight scoreless inning. So you're talking about, but you're talking about a guy who literally just there's been seriously no. <laughs> Single performer for a, for multiple World Series appearances better than him, no. and that's and this is and this is a guy who you're gonna see him again. Like oh yeah, you're gonna see like the Giants have a team as it's constructed right now that if you get to the fucking that playoffs, was, you know you, you know, know you know who wasn't on that pitching staff yeah Matt Cain because he was hurt yeah imagine if you had yeah. a healthy Matt Cain that Matt, probably yeah. wouldn't have gone seven no. that was probably a six. That's probably a no, they could have won game five. So they, they could have won that in game five because they totally could have won game two. Oh, cause because him they would have pitched yeah. twice. You could have you could have totally won game two. You would have had your two horses. Yeah, you would have had you would have probably had going two. Yeah, back to back. Good uh, luck. I don't think I don't think you win game three. Game game three just looked like a lost cause because somehow Jeremy Guthrie turned into fucking Cy Young. I know. But um but you, you you see that for game three, but like you could have won game two, 
you totally win game four because that's just a game of attrition and you're the one that won of in course. the end. And then you throw Bumgarner out there for a decider, 3-1. Fuck that. Go home. Um, like the Royals should not, they should have sent, they was like, yep, we're done. So. Uh... Oh man, I was, so gonna, I was gonna say something. Like, I, I it think was like it was baseball orgasm. Oh, and, and just seeing that kind of performance, uh, where you just saw somebody, it really was. It was like you were like, man, this is really special. No, it was. I and, I, and I, people. I, I remember there was this whole thing. It was online. It was kind of circulating, like. Why are people able to like rally and get behind sports teams so much, but they're not able to get behind like these common causes? And the answer to that is simple, and I've been saying this for years. It's because in sports, it's it's public, and when I say public, I mean it's it's televised nationally around the world. It's it's focus. It's in within an arena. The goals are clear, and everybody's intention is 100% toward something. Yeah. And so you have these two teams that are literally at their wit's end. It's game seven. Yeah. Right? And you are seeing other human beings strive together towards a common goal, and they're willing to do anything. And you have Madison Bumgarner that goes out there, and you you see how he's pitching. You hear how he's pitching. You know that he's not just going out there and cruising. He's going on, you know, a day and a half rest or whatever it is, two days. And he is, like, grunting and just willing. And you're seeing this. Whereas you have uh, 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 other social aspects of life. It could be anything. It could be, I don't know, Ebola or it could be human trafficking. It could be anything that people are fighting for immigration. There's so much that's cloudy. Right. You don't that know. Was, if, you that don't, was fine. That's definite. That's you don't know if people are bullshitting. You know, right. you don't know. But in in sports, you're getting. You know what you're right. getting. You can see it. There's no smoke screen, and that's why people can gravitate towards it. Yeah. And I just remember seeing that. And it's like, well, use a little bit of critical thinking. Why do you think that is? Why are there so many people? Whenever something becomes big in the Bay Area. Everybody's like, oh, why Why does everybody love the the Giants? Why does everybody love the A's? Why does everybody love the Niners? There's all these bigger issues in life. It's like, well, why do you you think that is? And I just remember thinking, like, how how shallow of people because you you can't understand why people, you know, just take a few... It's because because people talk about realm of importance... And and that's totally understandable. Sports is an entertainment oh, industry, most definitely. But there is also, and there's a scope that has been built around this performance. Well, it it's, is, it's the single, it's the single greatest baseball performance. Well, in, I don't, I don't in, just mean you know, I, I don't just mean this World Series, but it always like in general. But but that's what I'm talking about. It's like it's like Jordan in the flu game, or LeBron in his game against the Celtics. And and all these singular moments where people like like they can remember those like those are things that people who follow sports like oh yeah you can you can talk about that Luis Gonzalez's game seven hits against Mariano Rivera in the two thousand one World Series Josh Beckett with his complete game in two thousand three there are these singular performances where one person only one person in the entire world is on that stage in that moment at that time and puts on that performance mm-hmm. and it's something that. You cannot believe what you're seeing. 
And I couldn't believe it. I kept waiting for Madison Bumgarner to just falter. Yeah, show a change in the armor. You're just waiting for it. And it never fucking happened. It was like watching Jordan play in the finals. And you had Malone and Stockton. And you're like, you know what? The Jazz play great defense. They have a chance to wear down the the, the Bulls. Like, they they have a chance. Or when he came back and the Sonics were playing him in 96 and Peyton and Kemp... We're playing out loops all fucking all fucking year, and you're like, you know what? They got Della Shrimp shooting, and they have the loudest arena, they have the key arena, and it's so loud. And you're sitting there, there's like, you know what? They have a chance, but then Jordan's just like, you know what? No, nah, Charles Barkley in '93 gets traded to the Suns. Him and KJ, Tom Chambers, Dan Marley. You know what? We had a chance at that. Barkley scores 55 in a game. and they still lost in that fucking NBA Finals. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's like. These things, when greatness is expected, that's when it kind of gets boring. But then when you see something like that, mm-hmm. when that nothing anyone has ever seen, there's no, there are very few people living who were around when Larson threw his 58 uh, perfect game. That was, you know, 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a single greatest... Pitching performance in the history of, of, of the World Series. Mm-hmm. But watching what Bumgarner did in that situation, with that much on the line in a one-run game, he held the lead for five innings and closed it out. There's not a single pitcher in the history of baseball who has done that. And you know what? There's a good chance there's not going to be a single pitcher in the history of baseball who's going to do that again. Which is very true. And that's, and that, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, there are singularities. Single things that you can point to in your lifetime, like they are landmarks in your history, and this is a huge. So that's why you think people can get behind sports, yes, behind. because they want to see something like what they saw. Mine, mine was the other way. Yeah, I, and I, and I hear it's, you. It's the to me. It's both it, arguments can be made, and both arguments are correct. Like yeah. it's not even an argument per se. It's just both. I had a things. teacher from uh, Israel. I think he was from Israel. I can't remember. Right. I don't think it was from... It, it might have been. Tony Kashani was his name. Guy was amazing. He played football, I think, at San Francisco State way back in the day. He was a kicker. He came over as a big soccer player and ended up playing kick. And he said that, that football very much epitomizes what democracy is supposed to be about. Like It's, you know, it's everybody coming together for a common goal. They're working uh, together. There's not necessarily any one person on the team... That rules, every, you know what right. I mean? It's not like a dictatorship. Yada, yada, yada. You can make the argument with the coach, of course, because they're giving the, the demands or whatever. But it's very much 11 guys have to go out there and act as one. Same thing with baseball. Right. Nine guys it's nine guys, one. but you know you have to add the bench guys. There's going to be guys filling in, doing all this stuff. And I think that's what it is. It's, it, it's how I think it's easy for people to understand. It's easy for people to see. Uh, they can see results. It's very results driven, and I think that um, people like they like seeing yeah. that. Watching the San Watching the San Antonio Spurs play basketball last year was like mm-hmm. was magical. Mm-hmm. Watching you, the Boston Celtics play in 1986, watching the highlights that you we didn't, had. I was going to no, say no, you, watching the highlights was yeah, like yeah, watching yeah. them play. Like if you had a chance to see that every every day every day that the Celtics if you could if you could go back 30 years and watch that team play when they went 40 and 1 and they'll sit there and they'll rem- and you ask anybody on that team they'll remember the home game they lost and they'll and you just watch how that team played basketball 
it's just like you're saying. It's like you watching those guys playing. It's like that is how, like that's how that's supposed to work. Yeah. It's intrinsic. You can watch it. Like that's how that's supposed. How to How long work. do you think it takes before people appreciate? Like great moments like this? No, I just mean the Giants. I think it's it's very much this in the is, realm of the Spurs. I have to go pee. Go pee. I don't know, man. That's a great question because because it's not the Yankees winning. It's not no. the Red Sox winning. No, it's, it's not, not those types winning. of dynasties. No, um, that's a really good question. Like when is it, like when will America? Because one thing I'll I'll come up back to the mic, which is the next thing, and we'll you have can to pee in that bottle. <laughs> we'll have to end on. On this, no, we won't. we'll go over. But there's we a guy, are going over. But go ahead. Yeah, there's a guy that called him Cambiar, and he said this is the worst team to ever win a World Series. Older guy, he was like 65. Did you not see like the that. Cardinals win the said, fucking World Series said, in 04? He said this is the worst team to ever win the World Series, World Series and was kind of yeah, 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 yeah. horrible that year. 06. They're but horrible in 06. That, I mean, it was just like no. This is the thing. Is like the the days of dominant teams necessarily transforming themselves into. World Series. This is a free agent. Yeah. That's, that's my point. So when was the last time that a team won three titles in five years? It was the A's in 1972 to 1974. 40, or excuse me, the Yankees and then before them, the A's. And that was in 72 and 74. Mm-hmm. You know, the A's were a team that were the best in baseball and it was easy to see. The Reds were the same thing in 75 and 76. The Yankees... They were completely that type of team. And they were probably the, the, the true dynasty, the last true quote-unquote dynasty. But the Giants winning three times in five years when there wasn't a team before that Yankees team came along. And that was a team with so many generational talents that it was tough to see them anywhere else. My, my, point, my point is that, like, so the Yankees, like, so... Yankees, their best players, Hall of Fame shortstop, Hall of Fame closer, almost Hall of Fame catcher, very, very good center fielder, right? And I mean, that is that is what that team was. These Giants teams, you have if they play the rest of the year the rest of their careers this way, a Hall of Fame catcher and a Hall of Fame pitcher. Those are the only two guys on this team that you could look at and say those guys are Hall of Famers, or have a chance to be Hall of Famers. Yeah. And the reason why the Yankees were so good was because they had, at one point, they had all that talent come together at the same time. The Giants, this time around, have all that talent coming together at the same time. And let's not forget, 2011, now definitely... Looks like a lost year when Buster Posey got hurt. Because they still got close. And that's the other thing. You throw the butterfly effect in there. Then, oh, they don't trade for Carlos Beltran. You can't say that 12 and 14 happen. True. Because you have Zach Wheeler. And then you could, you know, maybe you don't need to sign Vogel Song. You throw Zach Wheeler in there instead. That's true. But at the same time, you're sitting there going like, you know what? If you're looking at talent alone, you're looking across baseball, the only team right now that has a chance to do, but it has to all click. It has to click at once. The only team that has a chance to do that coming up is the Cubs. Because they have, seriously, they have perhaps, the only they're the only other team 
that could have an infield set up like the Giants do with mm. a third baseman, a shortstop, second baseman that are that that are that monumentally good. But that all has to come together, right? The Giants won it in 2010 when they were, you know, plugging up holes as best they could and they plugged the right holes. Aubrey Huff had a fucking MVP season out of nowhere, right? Do you feel like the Giants stole the World Series this year? Fuck no. I don't. No. Every, I think 2010, yes. I, the reason why 2010 looks like a year that they stole it was because you look at that team now, you're like, how the fuck did they get to the well, World Well, you Series? look at people like... And their, their pitching was ridiculous. Like, That's why they got to the World like Series. Like Aubrey Huff having the year that yeah. he had... And then Benjamin, Benjamin Lina still playing baseball in July. Who was their second baseman? Freddie Sanchez coming over for Tim mm. Walderson. Was it Freddie, Freddie that hit Sanchez? the home runs against? No, Cody Ross. No, Cody Ross. Oh yeah. no, he played right field. Played right field. Cody, Cody Ross. Ross hitting like six homers in the post. Yeah, just like it, Juan Uribe against uh, uh, what's the name? Like two it was homer a, game against Royale. I just remember just I can't believe I was that. like we shouldn't be doing there's, there's this. There's no fucking. Way. And you know that is true. Like you're sitting there going like. This is, is, you know, can't believe it. they shouldn't. It's like they all the. And my favorite thing was looking back at that. I think they won all uh, against the Braves. I think all their wins by one run against the Phillies. I think all but one of their games that they won was by one run. Yeah. They, they were the they were the king of one run games because their pitching was so good. Yeah. They could get a one run lead on you, and they're like, you know what? We will bring in. Roma will bring in Wilson, and this is this is over, you know. And this team, this is the most balanced. This is the yeah. most no, this was talent. a really good team. This was the most was talented a... team that the Giants had that went to a World Series. You can make Bar the argument, you can make the argument with two thousand one with Ken and oh two thousand two. Well, yeah, I mean that was a really good team. Win. I should win. That did, uh, the fact see, is, that goes. I mean, you everybody. We always look back to Dusty Baker. You can just imagine if Bruce Bochy was their manager. Imagine if he wasn't in San Diego. Jeez, Imagine how many World Series titles they would have had if they had Bruce Bochy. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, um, I had something, and now it's gone. Oh. I had it, and now What's it's gone. Was it an erection? Did you have an erection? Now yeah, it's now yeah. it's gone. Um. Oh, you were saying something, and I lost it. Anyway, yeah, I think we got to wrap this one up. Yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to. We're going to record another show after this yeah. um, to do the other stuff we would have covered in the show. But you know, a third World Series in five years, it deserves his own show. And, I think so. Um, this is a team. Like I said, the scary part about this is they are young. They are relatively young, and they have two potential. Hall of Fame players coming up at the same time. You have the you have probably you have the best big game pitcher in baseball on a ridiculous contract for the next five years. You have and you know what? I almost feel like I just out of necessity, even with those years that they're gonna pick up that they'll offer Bumgarner another extension, you know, because the extent that no-brainer pickups in, in 18 and 19, those are coming. I almost feel like they're going to Matt Cain that and maybe give him a little bit more money on the end to keep that going. But Joe Panic, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, you bring back Pablo, you have Pence, 
You have Blanco slash Pagan when he's not injured in center field. I almost I almost would love to see them say, Blanco, you're our center fielder, and move Pagan to left and not have to sign another left fielder, go out and get Alex Rios or some shit like that. And if they do that, then that would be terrific. Mm-hmm. That team, that's a World Series winning team. You bring back Kane. Oh, I remember. Know. Hang on. Go. Before. Go. About the World Series. People forget that at one point, the, the Giants team, before the injury bug and all the weird shit started happening. Yeah, they were the best team in baseball. They were the best team <laughs> they in were. baseball. And that's, and that's my point. It's like, you know what? When this team at one point was the best team in baseball, that they didn't steal this. This was not a steal. And they swooned like a to, motherfucker, but. Yeah. To the argument that the Royals shouldn't have been there, that was a 96 win team. 88 win. Or 88 win team. Never mind. I take it back. Maybe they shouldn't have um, been there. I thought they won 96 games. They, they, were, they are the team that people would point to. Like they got out at the right time. Yeah, they're, they're the Rockies. Were, they're, they're, yeah, the Rockies. Um, Except they were 90 feet away from tying that game in what was the most nerve wracking final out in all of baseball. Because when that ball. Got and ro- when, when that ball rolled oh, to the God. wall, when, there was a part of me. If you were to dissect the last play, that actually could have been an inside the park home run. At one point, I saw Perez didn't pick it up when he did. The, and it no, was, it was it was Perez got it. Yeah. Um, what saved it was the the how um, Crawford Crawford picked it up and sealed the. Uh, the relay. Yeah. I think it one hopped. I don't know if it one hopped, but it got to him, and it, it, it was either if it would have taken if he would have two hopped it, or one. It, he either caught it on the fly yeah. or caught it on the one hop. But if there was one extra bounce, yeah. they said that that whatever tenth of a second, two tenths of a second, three tenths to you know gather it, transfer, and then get the ball in. Yeah, um, would have resulted in, and that's what it is. It's the but, little things. But where he it's caught the it, they, they show this later. Where he caught it, if Gordon was sent, where Crawford had it, Crawford when he fielded it, Gordon was well, not even well, third. Uh, okay, yet. Of, of of course. But I'm just saying, if you add oh, yeah. the extra element into it, but that's yeah. I'm Royals fans, if you're looking at that play, thinking he should have been sent home, you're looking for... No, 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 no. He shouldn't have been sent home, which Mm -hmm. was the right play. But they were saying if he would have fielded the ball... Yeah. It's proper. He's not going to fuck up fielding that bounce. If it would have been another bounce, is what they were saying. If that was a two-bouncer and the ball lost that little bit of momentum as it went for the second bounce, and then he had to field it and whatever. The best part about that is it wasn't Kane. It wasn't Dyson. Like, if it was Kane, Kane would have scored. Lorenzo Kane would have scored on that ball. If it was, you know, if it was Billy Butler, single. <laughs> no, he's Stretch single. Stretch single. No, but, um, but yeah, that was that was a hell of a play. And, yeah, when when Perez fumbled it, I was like, oh, no. I had, that's, like, that's, that, that's that like, was the first feeling of dread. I don't remember yeah. the last time I had a feeling of yeah, dread. Yeah, I was like, that. oh, shit, no, 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 no. I was just thinking, like, Bumgarner... Bumgarner just threw the fucking game of his life, and you're going to do that. No, 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 And then I was like, oh, thank God he's in third. And I was like, Sal Perez. I was like, oh, God, Sal. Because he can he can get hold of one. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I got hit by a pitch. 
And then when I saw how he was pitching him, I was like, oh, you're not going to get shit. Because he kept swinging the pitches that were his shoulders and his eyes. I was like, you're a moron. Thank Protect- you for being... He's protecting the zone. Thank you for being so bad. I still remember the picture. The uh, the game day, um, uh, the, the uh, pitch effect zone. All four of those pitches. At the chest. At the chest or above. They had and a game plan. Oh, the other thing. This is going to be like the longest episode ever. No, we'll finish it after this. How? I don't think you can ask that much out of Posey again next year. I, he I think, was, like, literally, it wasn't even by the end of the game. Yeah. I think he was pretty much spent the series, like, yeah, the series he, before. He caught every inning of the series, of the, the postseason, basically. And I, I don't think you need to do that anymore. He, there's there's a reason why you can have a well, back. Even during the regular, I think you may. No, he played a lot of first base during the regular season. That's bullshit. No, 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 no. no. Uh, he played a lot of first base. He looked and, tired. I know he looked. No, he was tired. Yeah, he, he was tired. tired. Everyone's tired at that point. Name a catcher who has killed it in the postseason. Wow. Yogi Berra. Well, Yogi Berra. Most people don't expect too much from the yeah. catchers. But Posey, Posey played more games in 2012. Coming off a catastrophic leg injury, and he hit the homer that ended up being the one that gave them the lead before it was tied in Game Four. And I'm just sitting there going, "Like, guys, you damn right he might be tired, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Just know that now, because he's 27, and he start he's in the prime of his career, so to speak, and he has no DH to lean back on. Then do what you do is you give him adequate rest." And you let Susat catch which the last is a couple blessing, innings. Like I was saying. Yeah. So do it. If it's a if it's then the Giants I think will do that now. They're gonna be a little bit more careful with that. They're gonna let to. they're gonna let Posey pit catch, and then when they feel like they can put Susak in there and they pass Posey in the batting order late, they'll do it a couple more times this year where they'll put Susak in there. Look, that's going to that's gonna be you will that will be a big talking point yeah. on KBR with crazy asshole fans. By the way, please follow at LOLKNBR on Twitter. He is so good. Yeah, I keep saying just like how good he is, and it's it's just tremendous. Right. He's he's so great. So this is our official Giants World Series victory. Pretty show. much, this was um, a solid hour, hour ten, hour hour five. Like you know. Sam, mm-hmm. let's do a word association with. The World Series. We all get one word to describe how we feel about the World Series. Tim, let's go with you first. Sam will go to you last. When I say Giants World Series champions, inspiring. Is that one word? Yeah. Is that a, a hyphen? There's a dash. In a inspiring. Okay. Um, if you want me to go, uh, is, is Bumgarner. Just Bumgarner. Okay. Says it all. I thought I would have a word. Um, Sam, do you have a word? I don't know. Lusty. Lusty. Damn, that's a good one. That's a great word. Sam, lusty. Appreciative. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a very good word. I was driving home and I was thinking back. I was reflecting. And I was like, 2010 had an absolute bat. Oh, Alabama beat LSU. Oh, Les Miles, I love you. Don't do this um, to me. Um, ooh, wow. So, what happened, they kick a field goal of three seconds left to tie the game. And, and then, then they, they go win. ahead and win. Yeah. Um, Great job, LSU. 
Give me a freaking God break. Damn it, but anyway, home. I was coming home and I was thinking, I was reflecting on the past three World Series and I thought about 2010. Yeah. And I was just so just thrilled that they even did, you know, such a crazy yeah. ride and Bob had like the, the heart surgery and all, there was so much crazy stuff going on. And it was just like, oh, we were just, everybody was so happy. Yeah. 2012 happened. I remember it was cool. Yeah. But it didn't. I felt like. like we were playing with house money in 2012. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know. But this one, I was so appreciative because they didn't have the pitching. They were able to fill the spots, the the, the scooteros and the, all the yeah, stuff. They it, had it, it felt like everybody really blossomed and it, it was the fruits of the labor. Yeah. Really of that core of 2010 yeah. was still there in 2000. And fourteen, yeah. and that's why I was just like, man, this. I out of all the three, this one, I really was able to dissect it and just say, this is amazing yeah. what these guys are doing. Yeah, I just remember 2010. I was, uh, it was me and Blake and Will and a bunch of people were at Carrie's house and we were watching it, and I just remember literally for the 2010, I had my hands in my face and I didn't leave the couch for like five minutes because I couldn't believe what had happened. I couldn't process yeah. where it happened, and then. In 2012, it was it was it was kind of it was just so cool and really just one of those things where you did you feel like oh my god they're doing this again I can't believe they're doing it again but it was it was just like it was fantastic to watch but this time around you're just sitting there going like all right historic importance for three and five and then just what Baumgartner did it was very reminiscent of the way they had to grit it out all postseason it was very reminiscent of like a bulls like a 98 yeah. bulls. It, it, it kind of felt it kind of felt like that 98 bulls jazz we're just like you know are you gonna get them are you gonna get them you're at home go get this series you have the ball you have the lead oh shit we lost the lead oh shit they have the lead and then the bulls ended up breaking a tie with jordan's jumper obviously but it was just like we're not going to get it. No, and it wasn't as it wasn't as sudden as Jordan's jumper over over Russell, but it was one of those things where you're just like, it's like, wait a minute, he's he's going to do this again. Bumgarner's going to do this again, isn't he? And it's like, yep, yeah. there it was. And Ned Yost even said it. He was like, what's the best thing you can say about playing in Game Seven? It's like we don't have to face Bumgarner, but it's like not so fast. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Uh, okay. And it was it's just tremendous. All so, right, good congratulations. job, congratulations. And uh, we'll um, we'll uh, be back relatively quickly for show one seventy five. Yeah, Very we'll, we'll get into a little a lot of big video game, movie, and uh, card games. Stuff. Yeah, without BlizzCon's going on this weekend. Yes. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, Hunter right. Pence was at BlizzCon watching some StarCraft too. Of course he was. Fuck yeah, he was. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Adios. Like us and follow us uh, on uh, Facebook, iTunes. Subscribe to us, all that good stuff. All right, later. Bye. Bye.